Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. And back at it again. And, uh, you know, the, the NFL, the, the, the main rule change this week was the targeting rule. Uh, and the reaction continues to trickle in drip by drip of uh, players just going uh, nutso on this. Now, this the story that caught my attention, though, is something that is not yet a rule change, but we're headed that direction. And it's on the endangered species list for the game of football. The The NFL has essentially issued an ultimatum to the players, and it involves special teams. And uh, I, I don't know how much this was talked about today. I'm very busy, but I, I – you know, actually, I wasn't that busy. But anyway uh, – if you've not been been paying attention to this stuff, because you know, some people aren't into the rules minutia, they're not into that. Uh, but I, I found this one interesting, and it involves a play that's been around since the beginning of football. I 
pretty confident saying that. Uh, the kickoff. And the ultimatum is the kickoffs have to get safer. And if they don't get safer, then it's going to go the way of the dodo bird. Uh, this comes from the president of the community-owned Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy, a suit for the Green Bay Packers, disclosed that the beloved competition committee, the gulag at the competition committee, the, the recommendation is to eliminate the play. We will make it vanish. It will no longer exist. We will swipe it from the face of the earth, the kickoff. Uh, so that's that's the plan. So they got on one hand, you got the helmet contact, right? You got Roger Goodell doing that. Go, oh, we do not want the helmet to be used as a weapon. Of course, for my entire life, I remember I was playing football you know, professionally in my head, uh, and uh, they had the warning label like in the helmet. Then even then, you know, but they didn't really put warning labels on anything. They had a warning label that said, "This is not a, this is only a safety device." Blah 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 blah. But anyway, it's, but the kickoff thing is a different a different animal. Like this guy Mark Murphy admitted that they did change the rule a couple years ago. They reduced the number of returns. And despite that, he said, eh, not enough. It's not safe enough, and we got to change this. we got to change it. It's not safe, and damn it, we're going to change it. And so that's essentially where we are, and he claimed that even, even the, the balls that are they're touchbacks, that there are concussions uh, when the ball goes through the end zone and uh, bounce, bounce, uh, you start your 25-yard line, that that has still resulted in, in concussions, which I'm trying to figure out how that that has happened. I It seems amazing to me. But anyway, all right, so let's talk about this. Now, the question, getting rid of kickoffs, good idea, bad idea. All right, but keep it simple. Well, it's not a good idea or a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. You've got implied risk, Newton's law, and the boiling frog. We're going to dust off the boiling frog and bring it back here. Now, the, the, to lead off, and we'll put all this together, to lead off, the, the NFL competition committee is acting like a like a helicopter parent, uh, for lack of a better term. Now, I, I get the idea, the concept, that you want to protect the players. And and I don't even know deep down how much of that is really there. Uh, my, my word of the week is, is liability. I keep going back to that word, liability, liability, liability. But let's just, for the purposes of our little conversation, let's pretend that their intentions are pure, that it is to protect the players in the NFL. There is a thin line, and you cross that line, you then become overprotective, and that is a problem. And I'm not sure how you grew up. I mean, I had a Jewish mother. So my mom was pretty protective. But there was a point where she kind of let me go out and run amok and cause havoc. And so you, you, have, to, you, have, to, you, know, you have to experience that life. You know, you get, if you don't get out there and do stuff, then it becomes problematic when you get older. And I'm using the parenting analogy here, uh, but it's, it's also much different. I, I realize these are young people that play professional football, but they are adults, and they agree to play at that level, and they understand – that there's an implied risk, and if you either are unwilling or unable to accept the terms of the agreement, then you do not play. And for players in the NFL, the, the, the league has essentially handed out 
liability waivers like candy. Yeah, everyone gets one. You just knock on the door, trick or treat. There you go. Here's a liability waiver. You get one over there. There's one in the back. You get one. So they, they hand out these liability waivers, and players have to acknowledge the risks involved in their participation. And while there hasn't been too much blowback yet on this because the kickoff rule is merely being talked about, it hasn't been put in, getting rid of the kickoff, if you look at the reaction and the blowback, the pushback from players regarding the helmet rule and, and the, the NFL helmet contact rule and the reaction from Roger Goodell on that, and if you look at that and go forward here, then you know, the players that are playing right now, they understand. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to sue the hell out of the NFL when they're 45 or 50 years old. That's a different conversation. Right, that's a different conversation, but they, the players are, have acknowledged the risk involving tackle football. And I, I know in these more modern times, things have changed a little bit, and the liability is a real deal. But the, the result is that you end up pushing the envelope even more the opposite direction. Right? That's not what the intended goal should be. And this is going to come as a shock uh, to Park Avenue, the guys on Park Avenue, but you cannot regulate physicality out of football. You can regulate the football out of football, but you can't regulate the physicality out of football. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like You can change this and you can change that and you can have your PR people spin this and spin that and go on and on and on and on, but you're not going to be able to get that element out of it. And furthermore... Just using basic elementary school science teaches us why kickoffs are dangerous. No one's disagreeing with that. I mean, it's, it's Newton's laws of motion. An object won't move by itself, right? If I put uh, an apple and I put it on the table and I just let it sit there, it's not moving. It stays there. Right? It's not going to move by itself. However, if I pick that apple up and I toss it, and I throw it, it's going to keep going until it either hits the ground or it hits the wall. Something else is going to have to stop the apple. <laughs> All right, I'm using the, the apple analogy. And the same thing goes on a kickoff. You know how this goes, right? Violent tackles because players are getting a running start and they're running down. The, the NFL players have been known to accelerate and build up quite a bit of inertia, which is what... Newton was talking about, as I recall back in the in the day. And it makes for some exciting plays. Not very much anymore. I mean, the, the push to dump kickoffs has been going on for several years. This is not new, but this is a pernicious situation, right? Our old friend, the Boiling Frog. Right? The, the, the NFL, the, they've got all these different scenarios of rule changes, and we're going to take this out, and we're going to make it safe. The competition's got... A, a million things they're juggling here. But it's like the the boiling frog for a lot of people. You know, individually, you you look at each rule, you're like, well, that's okay. You know, in, in and of itself, you're like, it's not that big a deal. But it's like the frog. If you place a frog in boiling water, that frog is going to jump out and it's going it's to, you're going to kill me. I'm jumping out of you. Screw you, you, you heathen, you Hitler of frogs. Frog's jumping out. Gone. See you later. But if you put that same frog in tepid cold water and it is slowly turned up, you turn the heat on a little bit, 
frogs swimming, doing the backstroke, doing the froggy, and, and just going around. And, and eventually, there's no perceived danger, and the frog happily swims around. It's getting a little hotter. It's like, well, oh, it's nice, it's a little warm. And before you know it, you crank it all the way up, and that frog has been cooked to death and doesn't even realize what hit it. And that's what's going on with the NFL. Now, the difference to some degree is that there are many people that know what's going on, uh, that are aware of what's going on, and it's like it's unstoppable, that this has already started and you're you're going down this road and you can't really turn back because there's a, there's a spike strip. So if you go back, your tires are going to pop. You can't go back because they've – you've gone over the spike strip, and now the NFL's put that up, and so there's really no going back at this point. Once you change the crown rule in the NFL, you can't take that back. You might not enforce it as much, but you can't take it back because if you take it back, then that opens up a different situation, a different problem. Now, the last thing here, and we'll take some phone calls in a moment. Since the NFL has essentially neutered kickoffs in recent years, now what I have done here, is all, I'm going to offer some advice. I'm a one-man focus group in the middle of the night. My office is open 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern. These are not great business hours. Uh, these are not the, the business hours you normally look for. Uh, but I'm going to give Roger Goodell an opportunity here. All right? I'm a problem solver. It's, one of my, my, it's on my, my resume right there. It says, if you go to my LinkedIn page, it says problem solver right there. Uh, the Maller plan. A few years back, the NFL moved kickoffs from the 30 to the 35-yard line, and they prohibited that you know that running head start more than five yards for the coverage team. So that that was has been close to 10 years now since they did that, I think. And it looks like, kind of obviously, they're not happy with the results. The NFL's not happy. So the Maller plan, my solution, it's going to blow you away. What I'm about to say to you is so so intelligent. It's so wonderful, it's going to blow your mind. You're going to be amazed by this. It's going to be the, the talk of everyone's going to bring this up. So rather than do the draconian thing and say, we're going to get rid of kickoffs, we're just going to have a coin flip, and that's how we're going to do it. Rather than that, all right, so we're not going to do that. What I do, you know what I do? I, I push the kickoff line to the 45-yard line. So I originally it was the 30. They moved it to the 35. I kick it up another 10 yards. <laughs> If an NFL kicker cannot kick it out of the end zone from the 45-yard line, then they should be publicly neutered. All right, so every kickoff will then essentially be, hey, out of the end zone, touchback, touchback, touchback. You'll have endless touchbacks. Everyone's going to get one. You've effectively killed the kickoff without actually having the public execution of the kickoff. And if you did actually kill the kickoff, here's the part, and maybe I missed it, and you can fill me in on the, the blanks on this. But if you got rid of the kickoff, what do you do with the onside kick? What do you, what are you, are you going to play Yahtzee? Or what are you, are you play Scrabble? What are you, a quick game of Scrabble to the side? All right, if you win, you get the, you get the football. Or the other team gets the, I mean, how's that going to work? Have they, have they thought that through? The Ben Maller Show on Fox. Have you thought about calling? 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And you can be part of the festivities. And right over there, look at that. It's Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. 
Judas Garcia. Well, then I think that's part of the reason why. Um, what I, is that? I, I, what did I, announce your pronouns? No, I'm saying I think that your idea actually has uh, a lot of merit uh, as far you. as I'm a not, great idea, man. not getting rid of the kickoff so that they can still maintain the possibility of having an onside kick ah. later in the game. As you uh-huh. said, you're getting, you're getting basically rid of the kickoff without getting rid of it so that you can still have that uh, as a potential play late in the game if did you're trying you, to get back in the game. Did so. you hear that? Hold on a sec. That is a ringing endorsement. It is. From no, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie uh, Garcia right there. Mark Tape, Danny G, make sure you put that. I'm not ashamed to, to admit that I agree with you from time to time. No, the only sound bites these guys cut up are, you know, they. they Who's these to... guys? Pronounce your uh, pronouns. Oh, see, now I hit a nerve. I know. You see that? I, I know. hit a nerve. You see that? I used a loony line and I hit a nerve. That's a loonyism, and you get all upset there. Well, the great Danny G Radio wearing the, uh, he's in mourning because the Lakers missed the playoffs, so he's got the black Laker hat on. Is that for Isaiah Thomas? Are you mourning Isaiah Thomas? Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Lord. We, do- we got four hours to go. There's okay. plenty of time for you to kick Danny G and Koopa Koopa Loop's got the hoodie on because it's raining in here, and so he's trying to make sure the rain doesn't fall down. So he's in here. He's got that going on. And then we have uh, our intern, Billy. Hi. Say hi, Billy. There's Billy over there. Billy the intern, always hardworking here. He never misses a show, Billy the Intern. It's amazing. Never late. Yes. Yeah. And he's never aged. I've had the same intern for 20 years. No, it's a shocking. You'd think at some point Billy would go off and get a job and do something, but no. Billy the Intern, all these years, slaving away. He's so quiet, you don't even realize he's here, Eddie. It's unbelievable. Shocking. I don't, I don't see his car in the parking we, lot. I don't know what we do without him. I don't know how that works. It's, a, it's an amazing concept. It really is. It's an amazing concept that, that, that we have that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The NBA card on a random Wednesday night. There's some interesting games to talk about. The Cavalier-Hornets game, not one of them. It was a random game. Cavaliers won. Hornets aren't going anywhere. The uh, Cavaliers are going somewhere. How far they go is an open-ended question, but the Cavs get a 118-105 win if you are betting at home. And uh, so that was the final there, 118-105. to LeBron James, he had 41 points and 10 rebounds and 8 assists and was marvelous. And the Cavaliers, after taking uh, a night to, to suffer the effects of the South Beach flu, they came back and they were able to beat uh, one of the weak weak teams in the NBA, which is, which is fine. Good for them. But the part of this that I want to discuss is something that happened before the game. And actually, it was even, even in the hours after the Cavs' previous game against the Miami Heat. Uh, the MVP question came up. And if you've watched the NBA at all, you know that James Harden is an overwhelming favorite. He's, he's already won this outside of some horrific crime that we don't know about that he's committed against humanity uh he's going to win he's the overwhelming favorite he's got it wrapped up there's only uh, less than 10 games to go in the nba season so he's going to win it. Um, and so Le- lebron james how does he come into this equation well if you've not been following the the give and take here the ebb and flow of the nba this is good so king james was asked um, a leading question The Associated Press NBA reporter in Miami asked LeBron James, who would you vote for 
for the MVP. Now, my theory on this is that this question was asked to fill out a story, that there was a story being written about James Harden and that they were looking for a quote from LeBron to add a little sugar to the story. It's like, well, here's LeBron with high praise for James Harden. It was teed up for the cliché answer. The, the expected answer, if I said, what do you think uh, the, your typical professional athlete will say in that situation? You know, just a few games to go in the regular season, and overwhelming favorite James Harden for the MVP, what do you think the normal athlete would say? I would say typically you'd get, um, oh, he's great, he's wonderful, he's earned it, he's done everything for the Rockets, it's his year, congratulations. And if you thought LeBron James was going to slobber all over James Harden and get right up in that beard, uh, you are uh, you are incorrect. Did he take the bait? No, that would be a swing and a miss. Uh, so a wing and a miss for Yay. LeBron James. Uh, here's what LeBron said. Quote, I would vote for me, he said, when asked who he would vote for. Le- LeBron revealing that. The body of work, he said. How I'm doing it. What's been happening with our team all year long? How we've got so many injuries and things of that nature. Guys in and out to be able to still keep this thing afloat. I definitely would vote for me. You know what this needs? The Romo music. We need the Tony Romo music. Is this not a sob story from LeBron James? I mean, this is so pathetic. LeBron, who would you vote for for the MVP? He's trash. I would vote for me. Huh? The body of work. How I'm doing it. What's been happening with our team all year long. How we've got so many injuries. Things of that nature. Guys in and out. To be able to still keep this thing afloat. I definitely would vote for me. Let's discuss. So the question is this. Now, where are you on LeBron James publicly patting himself on the back? Now, I'll go first. I love this. I smile when I read I, I read the quote. I follow this AP writer on Twitter. So I, it came up, and I, I kept, I, no, that's got to be. Is this, is this fake? No, I kept looking. I was laughing. I was, oh, this is hilarious. This is God. This is going to be good. I said, "Can I?" I looked at the clock. I said, "Can we move the show up?" Because I want to rant. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about. It. Please, can we? Uh, my thoughts on this: You've got authentic, the punching bag, and presidential. Now, so you got all those things. Now, we'll begin with the fact that this is vintage LeBron James. LeBron James. He is. He has been this way his entire career. To his credit, he hasn't changed. LeBron is a, a an uber-talented basketball player who regularly pulls muscles, patting himself on the backside. Uh, this is standard operating procedure. And I get it. Listen, all these guys, the top 1% of professional athletes, if you're in a place where you can spend $1.5 million on chefs and trainers and guys to uh, rub between your toes, if you're in that place, you're living in a bubble by default. You're living in a bubble. And he's been living like this 
since he was in high school in Akron. I remember when I was doing the old website, BenMaller.com, a million years ago, and we'd write stories about LeBron James and the, the chosen one, and he ended up on the cover of Sports Illustrated and all this. And so this has been the way LeBron has lived for a long time. He's been surrounded by an army, especially as a pro, surrounded by an army of underlings and toadies, uh, his high school buddies, many of them, who help feed the ego. Not that they need to feed the ego. The ego's doing fine without it. And so I, I'm not against self-confidence. You know, uh, on this show, I have no self-confidence. I, I, I don't pat myself on the back. We, when I win these game shows, which, by the way, I win all the time, uh, I don't sit there and, and, and spend segments praising myself. Because that would look bad. It would be awkward. It would be uncomfortable. Nobody wants to hear that. So I don't do it. I choose not to do it. LeBron James, on the other hand, well, it's a little different. I I not only like, I love, as I said, that LeBron James did this. It's it's like all these drops we play from LeBron from time to time. What do you want me to do to shut off my brain? You know, I... Yeah. You guys want me to turn my brain off because I'm a, I have a huge basketball yeah. IQ? Yeah, the huge basketball IQ. And there's a couple other things that we put in there over the I'm all right. I'm a football player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just great. It's just wonderful. This is the authentic King James experience is what it is. It is. Now, in addition, LeBron, what he has done here, he has done the thing you can't do without People getting a pound of flesh as revenge. He has opened up Pandora's box, right? Because you've got two things going on here. You've got the contingent that despise LeBron James and follow him around waiting for him to do something stupid so they can they can attack. But then you have the the overwhelming majority of people who were raised to not, not Praise yourself, right? I mean, and you look down upon this. It's a societal thing. You're like, you're not supposed to do that. And how dare you? So it's feeding the sharks. It is open season. Uh, and now the difference here with LeBron is my guy's got a, he's got an ace card. He's good, right? And I remember years ago, uh, there was a football player at UCLA who used to go, and I was doing the Ben and Dave show, local radio in L.A., this guy used to go, he's a wide receiver at UCLA. He went out to some of our road broadcasts around uh, L.A. And then he ended up in the NFL, and I was so excited for him, so happy for him. Played with the Philadelphia Eagles. This guy named Freddie Mitchell was his name, right? Fred X. And Fred X was a, you know, he's a decent receiver. He wasn't great. He was a decent receiver. And he had a great quote of that era of the NFL when he was playing in Philadelphia. He said, I love my hands was the quote, and which would have been fine if he didn't have some eye-opening drop passes. And as soon as that happened, uh, then it was you know off to the races with Fred X back in that era. LeBron James, you know, he, he does not have to worry about that. Freddie, Freddie Mitchell didn't have the cachet to back up the words. LeBron does. That doesn't mean he's not a punching bag because this is, by definition, a punching bag situation. And finally, and ironically, LeBron James, with this particular soundbite, is sounding very presidential. He is, right? Over the last year or so, a little over that, Donald Trump has been the president of the United States. LeBron has taken many gratuitous pot shots at President Trump, which is fine. He's, a, he's an operative of the Democratic Party. He, they lost, but he's, you know, he's upset. There's other reasons he's upset. Fine. But I, I, I find it just marvelous 
that on this particular issue, we have found common ground. That when it comes to boasting, LeBron James is the Donald Trump of the NBA, and Donald Trump is the LeBron James of politics. It's just great. Like, is there anybody in politics or in the NBA that is more braggadocious than these two? Uh, And so they'd actually have a lot in common. They can get together and talk about how much they love not each other, themselves it would ben, be congratulations i know thank you mr president i appreciate that all right it ben is- and i were talking yesterday and it was an amazing conversation i'm embarrassed uh, i am embarrassed i am <laughs> all right so the, the ben mather show on fox i'm convinced i go to the gym they have they have cnn on the gym the only, i don't the only time i watch cnn it's on like one of the tvs or whatever and so i've already seen all the sports highlights i am convinced that there could be world world peace, right? Donald Trump could go with Kim Jong-un. We could have world peace, Vladimir Putin, China. Everyone gets together and said, no more nukes. Boys, we're good. Kumbaya. And the very next morning, the lead on CNN would be Stormy Daniels' lawyer sitting on the set talking, <laughs> talking about it. I'm, just, I'm convinced of that. Anyway. Uh, not to get political. Uh, Edmund, I guess we did. Uh, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, he's right over there, hanging out, yeah, chilling. LeBron James is LeBron a James, phenomenal basketball player. I, much, there's a much butt, like, there's a butt coming. Much like when there's I watched coming. the NBA and said, you know what, I am fortunate to see Michael Jordan play yeah. in, in my you know lifetime to see him in his prime. Sure, that's pretty awesome. I think people of this generation who are NBA customers should should say the same thing about LeBron James. But ah, oh, there it is. That's the, is exactly, that's the pivot. That's is, the pivot. This is exactly the type of thing that people like our own Justin Cooper and others uh, point out as to why LeBron is a giant douche. <laughs> this, this, is, uh, this is it right here. I think it's hilarious. I feel like I'm a one of a kind player. I'm a player that's this, that this league has never seen before. I think it's effing I think it's effing great. Yeah, he, on the court, he's a monster at basketball. To, to he's say just a it, though, you just, freakish you, athletically and dominates. Sound like a douche. It's so good though. It's so it's so authentic. As I said, it's just it's just that is who LeBron is. That's that's I I, I like the fact he didn't you know try to you know, fall into the, tra- the trap. That's if he had said it. If he had said the standard quote, James Harden's great. He's earned it. This is his time. Way to go. You'd be like, well, that's not really what he feels. That's and we would have done one of those. What does he really mean? We pull out the Dakota ring, and we we'd end up eventually. With the decoder ring, we, we'd figure out what's really going on here. We'd crack the code, if you will. All right. Uh, if you would like to be part, we still got we got to figure out what to do with Weed Man Hippie. If you weren't with us last hour, uh, we had a staff meeting, an on-air emergency staff meeting of the Ben Maller Show. And to illuminate you, to give you the short version here, um, against my better judgment, I was bullied by members of the Maller Militia to follow Weed Man Hippie, the call of the year, and he has already abused his privileges. He sent me, in the span of me ending the show, driving home uh, to the gym near my house and then going to work out and then uh, having a cup of ice water after that, after that 217 messages uh, that he sent me in that uh, in roughly that time. And so we're trying to figure out what we should do with that. And if you have any suggestions, you're more than welcome. Ernie says, not only should you unfollow Weed Man, you should block him as well. And because he's broken every rule... In being the prestigious caller of the year, he needs to be impeached.
impeached. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. You know what this means, though? If he loses his Caller of the Year title, first runner-up, real real talk. No. Real talk would be the Caller of the Year. No. Man. No. No. My goodness. Extra security detail on the president because people hate the vice president. This is this is amazing. I mean, this is this is shocking. Do we want to hear Weed Man Hippie's side, or are we happy with our side? I think we're happy with this side. I don't know if we want to go there. Are you kidding me? Of course you want to hear Weed Man Hippie's side. That's why we we do this. All right, hold on a second. Let me uh, punch him up here. Let me see. Man, I love you. Uh, Weed Man? Who is that, Shirley? (laughs) Is he there? I do not incessantly direct tweet Coop. Coop, tell him. (laughs) Wait, what? I do not bother Coop. Uh, Coop, tell him. Well, you don't bother me. You're the you new. Do, you do hey, send. You hey, do send a lot of I messages. I get excited. <laughs> you're the I new. I express myself, and then it's done. Correct. <laughs> Weed man, did you send Ben over 200 direct messages? I dispute that number. <laughs> <laughs> what number is it in your mind? Okay, Ben. <laughs> yeah, what? No, 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 no. What number do you? It happened in one tweet. I could have done done all those tweets in one tweet, correct or incorrect. I basically <laughs> told you my life story. He's not kidding. He did. He told me his life story one uh, direct so message funny. at a time. Oh, one direct message. Uh, it started with it's okay. One and one he said, and yeah. one he started and by saying, shut up. He, sta- he started by saying, okay, I've been crying. I want one nice birthday. Not, and then he goes on and on. He talks about how he spent you know, one birthday in jail and all. You got to make up for that. He's going on. Lisa's mentioned several times. Uh, he goes on and on about Lisa here. Uh, very complicated situation. He's going very, he says he's not violent though. He said that, and I want to, this is a private message, so I don't want to read all this uh, on, on the air, but Weed Man. Everything. I don't care. But ben, You're an I'm open book? Friend. I don't yeah. have anyone to talk to but you. And I want <laughs> one night birthday in Las Vegas uh, 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 that I'm going to pay for for you. Should we tell him about our talent show idea, Ben? Yeah, all right, well, let's hold off. I mean, okay. Let's pace right. ourselves here. No, we to uh, d- 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 drown in all this excitement here. I don't want that. So, all right. So he's he's denying but not denying because he didn't give a counter number. Like he, I'll count him up again. I got two hundred, and it's more now because he's still sending messages. But I stopped at two hundred seventeen uh, direct messages on Twitter. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here we go, Coop. All right, Ben. I'm not sure if you heard about this, but Leangelo Ball <laughs> yeah. declared for the NBA draft on Tuesday. Yeah. Who? Leangelo. Who? The middle one. Yeah. Do you think he'll, anyone actually will pick him up? Uh, well, here's the way I'll answer that, right? There's a better chance of Colin Kaepernick... Uh, voting in the next presidential election than Leangelo Ball being picked up 
so, no, listen, uh, of the ball trio, I'm told by those that claim to know that he's the weakest link. There are only 60 players in the NBA draft, so the numbers are not good. If it was like a seven-round draft, maybe uh, he'd be drafted. My favorite part of this, though, is the fact that Leangelo makes the announcement and LeVar Ball, this is one of the great promoting moves I've ever seen by a father for a son. He staged a basketball game in Lithuania against a Chinese high school team, and Leangelo scored 72 points against a bunch of freshman high school players that were claiming to play on a professional team in China. It was awesome. Now it went up to $3 billion. That is a Vince McMahon move. People read the headlines. They're like, Leangelo scored 72 points in a professional game in Lithuania. They don't look at the other team. They, they were like in junior high school. It was awesome. You have got to be kidding me. Um, look, at, look it up for yourself. All right, brilliant. Next. Ben Redskins head coach, Jay Gruden. He said that the Redskins, quote, without a doubt, improved at quarterback. Do you agree with him? No. Listen, my BS detector went off. I saw that quote. This is what we call a lateral move, right? And if anything, it's a lateral move slightly down. Both Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins are good, but they're both flawed. And they're not upper echelon, top tier. They're upper echelon, but not top tier. Right? There's a, they're on the second tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. Cousins, we think, is on the way up. Smith should be on the way down. And secondly, this is what Jay Gruden has to say. This is the company line. He's a toady. Redskins ownership, the front office, they stopped believing in Kirk Cousins. They thought he's a rotten apple, and they turned their back on him. And so this is what he's got to say. And Alex Smith was good. The problem with Alex Smith is he falls apart as the season goes on. He gets off to good starts, and then as, later in the year he's not very effective. Teams can, can stop him and contain him. But but no, not without a doubt. That's a wrong answer from Jay Gruden. Kirk Cousins is going to do really good things with the Vikings. Next. Ben, Ronda Rousey was cryptic in an interview the other day when she was asked if she would ever return to MMA. She said that she never claimed that she wouldn't. Do you think there's there's no way that she comes back, right, Ben? Yeah, I think logically you say, why would she, right? I mean, I understand there's some stories out there, and she's quoted in some of them, but like, I, if I'm the MMA world, I'm like, thank you for your service. We're good. I, I don't need that. I'd rather have Kim Jong-un in here in the octagon or something like that. Number one, she's got a sweetheart deal with the WWE. They write the outcome of those events. And my memory of Ronda Rousey in the MMA world was essentially her being a punching bag. <laughs> I mean, that's not it's not a fond memory. Uh, and she, she doesn't have a lot of likability to her. Per, I don't know. Good luck to her, but no, I don't see her going back. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass us. It that is a win for me. Another win. Another win. No. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's now time for... Time for... Well, hurry, hurry. I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. And we're on our way. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. As Larry King said back before he became a shill on infomercials uh right now yes hello buy this product i don't know what it is all right uh uh, let's see here koopa loop what do we have actual questions from actual listeners and a memo to chris he says he's not violent but he would consider punching whoopie pipeler calm down uh what do you have there all right ben um yes now this is a 
I don't know if this this may be a bad question because okay. I don't understand. Always good to announce before the question. It's a bad question. I don't understand it. It's but a maybe, complex question. But maybe you would. Okay. Um, it says. Uh, let's see, Ben. Uh, a few nights ago, you mentioned the two-year gym membership that you purchase from Costco often. Yes. What I want to know is how do you bypass the can only be redeemed once per person? Do you just oh, yeah, wait yeah. out that, after it expires? That is a great question, yeah. And that that has come up. I've actually done – I've been going to the gym for like eight years, so I've gone through four of these. So the move is right, – and the, the Costco, when you get the two-year gym membership, they really stick it to – you have to let it run out so you miss a day, like – when it runs out, you go to Costco, you get another card, and they have to re-enter all your information as a new member. Even though you're not a new member, it's one of that bureaucracy red tape crap things where they have to re-enter everything. It's a big pain in the ass for the people that work at the, at the gym. But, yeah, you can do it. I've done it for years. So, yeah, you just have to wait for to run out and then, yeah. All right, next. Uh, that was from Christopher on Facebook, by Hi, the way. Hi, Christopher. Yes. That's a good question, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then uh, another one for you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, this is from Rick on Facebook. Hi, Rick. Ben, what are the unwritten rules of where you work? Uh, what are the unwritten rules of Fox Sports Radio? Let's see. I don't know. Uh, don't shower. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> you don't touch anybody else's things in the refrigerator. Yeah. Don't eat other people's food. Don't uh, if you're if you're going to eat a nice big Mexican meal and you have half the food left over, just leave it rotting in the trash. That's an unwritten rule. They tell you to do that, right? So when the overnight show gets in here, make it sure, smells horrific. Make sure to power off all the computers. That's right. Yes, yes. The computer that you have to go back down the hall, around the corner, into another room that's pitch <laughs> pitch black and weather climate controlled, and then you have to find the seven thousand computers in master control to turn on the right one. Yes. I yelled at that last guy to do that. He he doesn't like me. All right, next. All right, uh, yeah. this is a question for the whole crew. This is right. from the Ben Maller fan. Oh, the Ben Maller fan, the one and only. Yes, group question. Do you guys know how to drive stick? Well, that's a personal question. Um, ah. <laughs> no, I don't know how to drive it. No, I have no idea. Eddie? Well, I learned how to drive with the, uh, the manual transmission, but I have not uh, driven that type of vehicle in many, many years. I would assume... I could do it again, but it would take a you know a little while. You have some mistakes. I, yeah, I, yeah, I would. Yeah. I bet I've never learned how to do it, but I bet I could do it. I've never learned how to do it, but I bet I could do it the first time. Uh, it would be pretty. <laughs> it would be pretty bad the first first few times. Yeah. I might crash, but I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. Danny. Yeah, same here. I learned way back in the day, and then we had like a radio station, you know, race night. Where we were driving, and I about tore that transmission up. Of, you tore that up, but, man. Yeah, it, it, it was bad. So I, I definitely... Grind those gears. Yes, it was grinding badly. So, yeah, I need a brush up as well. All right, Coop? No. No. I have never no. learned... No, you're too uh, young. You don't know anything. They, no, so they, make, they still make those cars, don't they? They oh, do. Oh, and then, yeah. Why? And then whenever, <laughs> that's, what, that's my point. Whenever somebody's like, oh, you don't know how to drive a stick, why would I want to know how to drive a stick? You I'm, can't hold your beverage and you know steer the car at the same time. <laughs> or, it's or, terrible. Or, 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 or hold something else. <laughs> or, or bowl. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I don't yeah, do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, a bowl of cereal on. while you're driving. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a reason his windows are tinted. All right, next. All right, uh, this is from Manic Mike on Twitter. Hi, Manic. He says it's a group question, but yeah, I guess it works. Question, it works. Yeah, yeah, it's a group question. Have you ever been propositioned over the phone while at work during the show, on or off the air? Oh, it never happens to me. No, no one. No. I mean, of course it's happened. Eddie. Wait, Eddie. What? Really? Well, yeah. Huh? 
Right. Uh, weed, weed man yeah. hippie last hour. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Coop, is he talking here at this job or any of our radio uh, any, stations? Uh, any jobs? of the radio jobs. Oh, okay. oh yeah, right. back in the radio DJ days, off the air, yes. Yeah. Not on the air. No? No. Yeah, well, not, yeah. Usually it's off the air. So, hey, can I talk to you off the air? And then, yeah. Uh, Danny G. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Don't tell anybody, but I lost my virginity to a female listener. Yeah, that's my uh, man, Danny G. Was, that's listener yeah. service is Hell what yeah. that is, I all was, right? Literally. I was working at uh, an alternative rock radio station. It was Rock 104. I was 18, and yeah. Uh, yeah. You had a little fatigue, and the <laughs> person helped you out with that. So, yeah. She was 32. How about that? Nice. So you ever think, like, how old is she now? <laughs> like, wait a minute. She's probably still calling that rock radio station. <laughs> Those young DJs. The DJs stay the same. Their age stays the same. <laughs> All right. Uh, Koopa Loop, any uh, luck? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Coop hasn't had the magic of working at a FM music station. Yeah, um, that's that's true. It's I started radio and sports, so it's... <laughs> yeah. How you know. dare you. All right, let's keep it going. Let's ask Ben. I've got time for at least one more quick question here on Ask Ben. This is from Eric on Facebook. Hello, Eric. Chocolate bunnies or peeps? Well, never peeps. I don't understand the peep thing. Never peeps. Uh, so I'll go chocolate bunnies. Cadbury. Cadbury bunny. Filled with that delicious Cadbury cream. Yeah. I prefer the caramel Cadbury eggs. Well, fine. Either peeps way. are disgusting. Uh, they, they are, they are kind of gross. Somebody Man. must like them, though. They, I, I like I, them. I, I mean, I don't think they're great, but I don't understand the yeah. people that think they're gross. I mean, they're, they're you know. They're My right. little sister used to, like, bite the head off and throw the rest away. <laughs> is you that the, put them in the microwave? Is that uh, the female equivalent of when kids, uh, little boys take <laughs> bobbleheads and rip the head off the bobblehead? That would be the, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, there it is. Ask Ben. Thank you again. Your questions are answers. And good job. These were good questions. Normally this bit sucks, it's tired, it's played out, but this was actually, I enjoyed this for some reason. It's probably my fault that I enjoyed it, I think. I don't know. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.